Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your boy Jonah, Barbershop, Confidential, the podcast, the one and only. Before I begin, don't forget to go subscribe. iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, whichever one you listen to, I appreciate you for listening to begin with. But episode 36, I had a chance to sit down doing the social distance, of course. He did it from his home and I did it from my home with the one and only DJ Chaos from San Diego, my boy Alan. We've known him for a long time. We finally had a chance to, you know, sync our schedules up to put this podcast together. Hope you guys enjoy it. Cool conversation. All right, then. Damn, son, where'd you find this? Now entering Barbershop Confidential. DJ Chaos in the building. What's up, Chaos? It's good, bro. We good to finally be on, right man. Now. Stay in the hood over here. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to finally What's be up, on, Chaos? I've been on this waiting list for... For as long as you've had this show. I know, right? Well, you, I thought it was like a conflict of interest with your own podcast that you had going. <laughs> nah, never that, man. As many platforms as you can hit, the better, right? Yep. So, on. how's this quarantine treating you and your family? It's, um, well, the family's good. That's, uh, that's what matters most, you know? Everybody's good. Everybody's uh, staying healthy uh, on both sides of the family. So, that's good. Um, it's, um, it's a trip for me. I'm used to being on the go all the time, just, you know, between work and, and my kid and everything I got going on. Like, I'm always on the go. Even when I'm here in San Diego, like, I'm always, every day is scheduled. I run on schedule. That's how my life is kind of based. I write everything down. So then all of a sudden, when everything is gone and I don't have just shut to be down. anything like I'm like, I'm losing my mind. I'm trying to find things to keep myself busy. But then there's days when I wake up and I want to be productive and I can do it. And then there's days where I wake up and I'm like, you know, fuck this, dude. I'm just going to sit down and play PlayStation all day, you know? So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, every man, day's different. Some days are better than others, but do what we can. It, it does kick in sometimes when, you're standing, when, you're, when I'm just sitting around, just like looking around and like, fuck, man, I can't do shit. Like, I yeah. want to do shit, but I can't do shit. I know. And it's like the, the worst, too, is like when I start thinking about like, like this weekend, I was supposed to be in Vegas the whole weekend for the NFL draft. Oh, that's booked. right. I was booked to be out there the whole weekend and uh, can't do it. You know, so. And then it's like days like today. It's like super nice. Out. It's like 80 degrees, like perfect pool weather. Can't even do anything, you know. You can Wasn't only- uh, <clears throat> sunburn supposed to start already? Yeah, sunburn was supposed to start uh, March 28th. And the end of so we would have already been. Four weeks One night in. next weekend, this weekend? Yeah, four weeks in already. Fuck. Um, but yeah, so it's just That's like... That's crazy, man. Yeah, and then like over the over the past few years, like we've kind of been focusing just on doing like the out-of-town stuff for DJing. Uh, and when you start doing that, it's just like... And everything's gone. You can't really replace it, you know? Because we put all our eggs in that basket. So now it's like even here... And even here in San Diego, there's nothing. So there's there's no work around so They've been talking about maybe opening some businesses up, but yeah. I'm sure that's not including nightclubs. No, no. Even when like Trump did his whole three face plan thing, if you looked <laughs> at it, there was nowhere in there was like bars or, or nightclubs yeah. at all. So it's just like, uh, I don't know. I in your, I tell people, in your world, I don't see us going back like anything party related till at the very earliest 4th of July. And that's that's kind of early, isn't it? That's the earliest I could see us. That's going being back optimistic. Like a party. 
Yeah. See, the cool thing is, if they decide to do the restaurants, is that, uh, like, here in San Diego, uh, El Chingon is technically a restaurant. Technically, yeah. So they could still book us, you know, to DJ there. And then, you know, that's kind of like a loophole, you know? So, but is it, is it kind of like a risky loophole? I think so. But we'll see how that plays out, you know? So if not July 4th, you think it's going to go past the summer for, for the whole nightclub industry? Dude, I, yeah, and even and even then, man, it's like, I don't, I don't, it could go either one of two ways. Either people are going to come out and be ready to rage and just wild out like a bunch of animals, or people are going to be super cautious, and it's just going to yeah. make the whole uh, nightlife scene really weird for a while, for a long while, because even then, it's like, you don't know who's who, you don't know who, where everyone's been, and then everybody come together. Imagine, like, you know especially like a place like El Chingon, like where on a Saturday night, that place is packed, bro. And it's so small too. And it's so, so it's small like, and it gets hot in there and then people are on top of each other and, you know. There's uh, no social distancing in there. Yeah, I mean, are you like, you know, like not us, but, you know, single guys out there, are you even going to want to grind up on a girl? <laughs> she might give you a little something extra besides what she's I know, normally carrying. Like, and, uh, and are you wearing masks? Like, are, are, yeah. And then if you do have to wear masks, then there's that whole security issue, you know? Are people going to be feeling safe? Like, it's just so many things. Like, I, I don't even know, like, how you or where you start to begin to see some some kind of normal in the nightlife scene so it's just weird right now um and then with everybody doing like djs doing their live sets for free it's like how do you go back to charging people for something that you know people maybe you guys should put like a little like your venmo or cash out yeah picture and be like yo shoot me a tip you know like this is what we live off i don't i don't i don't see a lot of people feeling a lot of sympathy for djs (laughs) <laughs> we, we get i mean we're always you know we get in free for places drinks are always free we get hooked up with all kinds of stuff so it's just like when it comes to djs i don't see like a lot of um a lot of sympathy for us and i i, I don't think djs deserve it anyways you know so especially all the people you guys deny requests <laughs> like, nah, you, <laughs> i'm not tipping you couldn't give me a yeah, play that song for me that one time have you seen those uh memes where um it talks about everybody getting their stimulus checks but djs are gonna get five drink tickets instead <laughs> <laughs> is there messed, some are you guys up, but eligible true. for that what's that yeah, it should be right what was that were you guys eligible for all that uh depends if you uh have like an llc you're incorporated you you like established yourself as a business, then you qualify for uh, certain programs uh, or even small business loans. But you, uh, but if you're just in an independent contractor and you're working off your social security number, uh, it, it's very tricky. Some some programs you are eligible, some you're not. So so like I mean, the whole 1099. Like yeah, the majority of the guys that I know are just 1099. They're independent contractors. So. Some will be eligible, some won't, and it also depends on the amount of money you made. You know? True. So it, well, the cool thing uh, about that industry is a lot of it could be cash, right? So maybe uh, not all hits the books. It depends. Some guys, it just depends on the gig. I I can't remember when the last time I got paid cash. It, it just Probably really depends below. on the venue too. I'm not I'm not gonna say any names in any venues because then there are some venues where it's like if it's a homie that runs the place. Uh, then, you know, they'll just slide you cash, you know, no problem. And But then the majority of places want invoices and stuff. Um, so it just really depends where you're DJing. 
I'd rather get paid Dang. cash, but you know those those days are far <laughs> few between now. But it's not just like the pay, the tips you guys get from the tips. Come on, man. <laughs> you guys don't get tips. It, it it just also it depends, man. Like here in San Diego, I can't remember. Like maybe once a month, I'll get a tip. Like, Damn. Yeah, and a majority of the time, it's like five bucks here, two bucks here. You get those dudes <laughs> trying to roll into the booths, trying to be slick with like a, a, a wad of ones in their hand. And they do the whole handshake transfer thing. And um, and then you're like, all right, I got you, you know. And then you, you unravel it, and it's like three bucks. But whatever. I'll put it in my kid's piggy bank. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, before I I used to be an asshole about it, and be like, you know what, it's cool, man. Keep keep your two bucks. But now it's like, I'm like, all right, go ahead, give it to me. My kid can can use it. Send you know? him a message. Hey, yeah. can you send me that two bucks in the Venmo real quick? <laughs> I <don't> need that. <laughs> I'm gonna start 10.99 people. With, they're gonna start uh, asking me to report my tips, man. Did um, you see DJ Envy was setting up like a relief fund for DJs? Yeah, but uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know where the hell you even sign up for that kind of thing, man. Right. I, I need more information on, on these programs like that. Um, yeah, DJs. I saw one going around for barbers and beauticians. Yeah, that one DJ. I started one. wondering, like, you know, all the all of these people, like barbers too. Like, how how the hell are, are they going about it? I know a lot of them. The majority of them, I I mean, I don't know numbers, but I, if I were to guess, I'd say like ninety percent of them are working under the table. It's just straight cash, you know. Yeah. So it's like, hopefully. Hopefully they're smart about their money and they kind of save it. But uh, one thing about I know about barbers, uh, and I'll probably catch some heat, but their shoe game is always on point. So <laughs> right, those <laughs> uh, so shoes ain't cheap either. Nobody wears more Jordans than Yeezys and barbers do. So I mean, hopefully they were smart about it and you know they're uh, they're able to save away a little bit of cash because I mean, damn man, I, I don't see them getting any help just like DJs, you know. I had a I had a uh, barber shop owner, uh-huh. and he told me a lot of the barbers that are young just want to blow their blow their money on weed, shoes, and the Gucci belt. They don't think about the future. I feel like right now that's just impacting them hard. Yeah, and 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 you're gonna and see that's the other thing too with the whole nightclub thing. It's like people are gonna be tight for money. They're not gonna come out of this thing balling. They're not gonna be like yeah. blowing money. All that that twelve hundred dollars, you know, that, that they're getting that stimulus check. That's covering like, even if you deferred your rent payments, you know, you you still got to pay that back. Yeah. So it's just like nobody's that twelve hundred. A lot of people are gonna come out of this balling, man. So uh, one of the guys that was involved in that said that he that ten that twelve hundred was supposed to last twelve ten weeks. Who's gonna live off twelve hundred for for ten weeks? Nobody. <laughs> Nobody, man. I mean that, that that might get you food like a small family for like two months. In Montana, <laughs> or some some small town. <laughs> Seriously, um, definitely not in California. No, nah, not at all, man. It's, and that's like you don't go out to eat. You're cooking all your meals. You're buying in bulk. Like you're like clipping coupons. Like you got to like really make it count. But yeah, I mean, I don't, gotta, and I don't. I don't know if it's true or not. But I also read somewhere that like Canada is getting like two thousand a month for four months. Yeah. I'm like, damn. Then again, the Canadian dollar is not as, you know. Yeah, but they don't spend U.S. dollars. They spend no. Canada dollars. Yeah, but I think it's like 2,000 uh, Can- Canadian dollars is something like 1,400. But still, over four months, that's a little bit better, you know, instead of this yeah. one-time payment. 
And then you got places like what Ruth's Chris and Shake Shack getting ten million and twenty million dollar loans. <laughs> Come on, man. Did you Chris see some millionaires were getting a uh, one point six million stimulus checks? Damn man, that's wild. It's crazy, but it, uh, I I just wonder. And then that's the other thing too. It's like I start thinking myself for myself at least, like. Is this going to kind of speed up the process for me as far as like how much time I have left or how much longer I want to do this? You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe. I've always wondered that, man. Like when does a DJ's, when does a DJ reach that point where they're like, all right, I'm done. Like the traveling, you got kids. Yeah. Um, Spending time away from the family. It's for me, the traveling is kind of has made it to where I want to keep doing it longer because I've been in San Diego forever and I've. DJed. I've done everything in San Diego that I needed to do. I've played everywhere, headlined everywhere, uh, and I still like it, but I don't feel as challenged as uh, I did, you know, a couple of years ago, two, three years ago. And it just becomes it's the same people every week, same nightclub. They want to hear the same shit. So when I go out of town, it's new people. It's, it's, it's kind of like it's exciting again, you know? You, you're not, you yeah. can't play the same things in San Diego, in, in New York, or in Chicago. It's oh, different most crowds, definitely. different markets, you know, different different style of music that they like. So it's challenging, so it's 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 exciting again. Um, so that kind of keeps me wanting to go. Plus the money is better, like, you know, when you go out of town. Because you're, you know, I guess you could say it's supposed to be a big deal if you're from another city coming to a different market. So that kind of makes me want to go, but then uh, go on longer. But then, you know, I got the kids. I'm older. I've been doing this for 13, 14 years. Like every single weekend in the nightclub, you you get burnt out, man. It looks exciting and it's fun. I'm not going to lie. It is fun, but it's just you get burnt. And especially with like, you know, I always tell people it's like living two lives because like, uh, you know, there those nights where I'm hanging out with the family at eight o'clock, we're watching a movie, relaxing on the couch, and two hours later, I'm in the nightclub having shots with you know, a bunch of people, you know, and then uh, next morning, six, seven a.m., up again, daddy duty. So it's just like you can't do that for too long. You got to have some kind of balance, and it's just like finding that balance and having that balance is like it's harder and harder. So I I always told myself forty was a cutoff. Forty? Like, how close are you to that? You're like what? Thirty two? I'm thirty four. Thirty four? So, oh yeah. shit! So I was like, okay, I got plenty of time. But now I'm like, damn man, I don't, I don't even know if I want to. I don't even know if I want to get to forty, man. That's a long time, six years, and then six you know, years traveling and stuff like that. It's just like I don't even know, man. I want to. I still love it. I still love DJ, but then you start to think like, okay, like maybe we start like, you know, planting seeds everywhere and like. And, you know, find different ways of it to make an income and then see what goes from there. Something a little bit more stable that doesn't require me, you know, getting hammered every weekend and, you know, ruining my liver um, <laughs> on a nightly basis, something like that. But um, this kind of makes me like I'm now I'm getting used to being at home. I like spending time with the family. It's chill. Like, I don't have to worry about, like, you know, going out every single weekend. Um so now I'm like, damn, man, when it, when it comes time to go back to work, I think I'll be excited for, like, the first couple of weekends. And then I'll be like, man, man this sucks. I want to go home. <laughs> I just want to be I home. wonder what those first weekends are going to look like. Is it going to be empty because of the money thing, too? People ain't going to have disposable income, like, 
we did before all this shit it'll, happened. It'll, it'll be busy the first like couple of weekends just because people just want to get the hell out of the house. And I'm telling you, it's gonna be it's gonna be wild. Like people are just gonna go nuts. Like the, I mean, it's gonna get it's gonna be crazy, and that'll be fun because you know everybody's going getting back together. But then after that, it's just gonna I think it's gonna phase out again, and people. Are it might be like the home. whole like, damn, I miss it, I miss it, I miss it, and then they do it. And then they're like, well, shit, I kind of miss just being at home, just chilling. And then chilling. they realize how much, um, you know, money they're also blowing. I mean, yeah. just, just the other, yesterday, was it yesterday? Yeah, I, um, I was watching the draft with my boys via Zoom. And oh, I, I saw went that. to the store to buy some alcohol. I, I've never drank at home. Like, I never even had beer at home. And it was crazy to see, like, the prices of the actual, like, bottles and stuff. Like, it's still cheaper than, like, <laughs> bottle service. But I'm like, damn, do I want to spend like 150 bucks on a, on a 42 bottle? And then I'm just going to be drinking by myself. It's like That's kind of depressing, huh? <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's still cheaper than, you know, drinking. And that's what people are, I'm guessing, are going to remember that, you know, why the hell am I back out in the nightclubs paying, you know, $15, $16 a shot when I could just get a bottle for 50 you know, yeah. I don't even have to leave sure. home. Everybody's on online now. The live sets, the DJs, the nightclubs are streaming. Everybody's on Zoom or Skype or FaceTime. You know, you don't even have to go anywhere. You'll see. You should more start like players. a. Was that? You should start like a OnlyFans, but for DJs, so that people have to pay to see you <laughs> DJ your set. Uh, one of my friends actually did that, where where he's like dropping exclusive content, like remixes and like tutorial videos and and music and all kinds of stuff. He he did one of those. Uh, I have no idea what I would do. Maybe just nudes or something. You should, yeah, you should. <laughs> DJ naked. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that would be my new thing, man. Uh, but yeah, it's um, it'll be it'll be weird how it all af- affects everything. And that's the other thing too. It's like, damn, it's like I just real like I realize like everything I do is nightlife related. So it's like in one swift shot, like everything just went to shit. You know? Yeah, because you do flyers and yeah, because like, I mean, design I do the graphic for design. That's all for nightlife and hospitality. I, uh, I do some marketing stuff. That's all nightlife and hospitality. You know, when I help, like, you know, book uh, talent for, for nightclubs and stuff, it's all hospitality. The only thing I got left is the Sirius uh, XM show right now, which is, you know, people still listen to radio, satellite radio. You know, people are still driving and stuff. So uh, Does that bring you some sick. income? What's that? Does that bring you any in- income? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, that's still uh, a paycheck, so uh, happy to have that. And I'll, it's also cool to still have like a way to connect with people, you know. Um, yeah. So I'm not completely out of the loop on things either. But um, it's man, it's this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. I can't I can't wait to see you know 40, 40 50 years from now when they go back and you know you see all the documentaries about this. <laughs> you know, about it's, this, it's we live through a, a documentary era. <laughs> You should, the cool thing about your your job being a DJ, bro, you meet a bunch of people from all types of like, yeah. from everywhere and, and all kinds of businesses that you and everybody wants to know the DJ, right? Like knowing the DJ yeah. is like probably one of the hypest things. Like, oh, I'm here with the DJ, so at least you got like a bunch of uh, your foot in in knowing a lot of people that maybe you can do something after this. Yeah, and that's kind of like I, the last like four or five years. I've kind of been. I don't know what like I. I can honestly not. I don't. I can't tell you right now. Like I know what the hell it is that I'm gonna do next. But the last few years, I've kind of just been planting those seeds. Like, okay, I'm gonna do some graphic design. Then I, you know, I got some opportunities doing some marketing stuff. Then the the radio stuff came about. Then you know, 
um, I'm helping, you know, with the, the talent buying stuff for, for Sunburn. So I, there's a little bit of everything all across the board. Uh, who knows? Maybe some there's going to be an opportunity down the line in the nightlife industry or hospitality. And I already have all this work experience. That's why I never say no to anything. Anytime anybody needs me for anything, I'm, I'm always down. I'm always down to learn, too, because, you know, I, I know for a fact this shit isn't going to last forever. I don't I don't want to do this forever. I'm going to keep doing it as long as, you know, I as long as it's still like I still love it and I'm not forcing it. I don't want to force it. I'm not going to do it just for the check. Uh, the check's good, but I'm not just going to do it just because I don't want to be miserable. So, you know, we'll see. That, that, but, yeah, that's a good thing. I, I try to make us build as many relationships as possible, not just here in San Diego, but all over the place because you never know. Never know. You never know. As a DJ, you've been doing this for a long time. You've seen music change and how it's like, a, you know, from when you started DJing to the music now. Do you ever say, fuck, I'll never play that? But it's a popular song, or do you the play time. the song regardless? All the time, I tell people like I probably hate sixty percent of the music I play. <laughs> but it's, it's what people it want to hear, right? Man, like uh, there, you know, like right now, what's that Drake, uh, the two C slide thing? Like, oh my, like, this song? Oh, like, you guys, you guys like this song? But I mean, that's what's popping, and luckily I haven't had to like you know play it in the club. But you know, every time I play like a song I really hate, a little piece of me dies inside. So I'm trying not to even go that route, man. I uh, I try to like it, it sucks because now I'm like I'm getting into that um, kind of like zone where I'm beginning to be the old guy playing like older shit <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and like hating a... on all the new music. But it's just what's like, his name? Man. Ebro? Who? Ebro? Old yeah. man Ebro? That he, yeah. he has like a radio show. Pretty much, man. It's just like a lot of the stuff that's out right now. I'm not I'm not even feeling it, man. Like it's like. Not even music that I would play like on my own, like if I'm just sitting in my car driving, you know. Uh, but it, at the end of the day, I'm not DJing for myself, you know. I'm being played to play, you know, whatever the, the crowd wants. So uh, they're they're not gonna they're not paying me to come in and do my own thing. Some places do, and that's always dope when like I can just go in and do my thing. Uh, those are my favorite places, like when I can, and not just like hip hop or or Latin stuff. When I can play everything. That's too. That's when I have the most fun. Cause I, I I like everything. I don't I don't like just one thing. So crazy shit is gonna happen. You seen you seen how TikTok's been blowing up. Yeah. Especially now with people being bored at home and shit. Yeah. Imagine people going to the club doing those TikTok TikTok dances, <laughs> while and requesting the fucking songs. You it, play. It's getting there, man. A lot of these um a lot of the songs that have been popular in the last year have come from some kind of viral video. Uh, I tell um. One of those songs was some song called Roxanne. I, mean, I don't even remember oh, yeah. the artist, Arizona something. But I didn't even know about that song. And I was in Dallas playing this uh, event for SMU. It's like a tailgate for their college football team. It's like a private university down in Dallas. And um, I was playing this tailgate event, massive event. And then uh, the guy that, that hired us, um, his daughter, nine, ten-year-old daughter came up to us and uh, she requested that song. I had no idea what song that was. And so I, had to, I had to get on SoundCloud, download it, whatever. I played it because that's, you know, that's Hefe's daughter. I got to do what I got to do. I got to play it to keep them happy. And I did it. And I was like, I didn't even know what the hell it was, but I played it and people seemed to like it. Like two weeks later, it was like number one everywhere. And it was because, you know, it blew up on TikTok. 
Yeah. And, and sure enough, maybe you should go on there and fucking songs start popping on TikTok, and then you know they take off. And so now that's like a whole other thing that I gotta keep, you know, keep up with, like you know the TikTok videos. Um, it's not you gotta just go in there and anymore. research what's trending, so you yeah. can play that, learn, uh, so you can make put it into your mixes and shit. Yeah, and it's and it's crazy also from like going from city to city, like you know songs that are popping like. Uh, like that pop smoke thing it's like all his tracks are popping in like new york city especially right now but rest in peace i played it out here in in san diego like a couple of times and people were looking at me like what the fuck is this bro what the fuck are you playing you know so it's just uh you got to keep track of different things all the time like when i go to different cities i I use um uh what is it shazam you know the shazam app yeah you can go in there and they have charts that tell you what's what what are the most shazam songs in that oh no shit so I do that, and I listen to like the local radio stations. I, I do my research, check what songs they're playing and stuff like that, and that's how I kind of keep track for every city that I visit and stuff like that. And then obviously, you like I make friends with as many DJs as I can in the cities, and then I rely on them too to you know kind of like point me in the right direction. It, the East Coast compared to like San Diego or LA or whatever, the music you hear at the club here in, in the, on the West Coast is different from the East Coast, like. Are they over there just like not nothing to dance to, or is it all just bopping music? Whereas, like, I feel like here in the West Coast, everybody likes to dance, and and then you yeah, go like to the it, South. It depends where you play, but uh, not only is the music different, like it's also the way the DJs play it is very different too. Um, you're starting to see it more here on the West Coast, but on the East Coast, you get more of the DJ on the microphone, and he's not even really mixing the track; he's just dropping it in. But they do it in a way that works for them. And, you know, it, it's it's crazy to see. And they come over here and it doesn't work. And then us wow. West Coast DJs, we're more to, into mixing and actually blending music and stuff. And when we go over there, it doesn't really work. So, so would they be playing a song and then get on the mic and say some words and then just yeah. drop in the new... They're doing their DJ Clue, DJ Envy type thing, you know? That works <laughs> They just fuck, skip, fuck, fuck mixing. They just drop it in. Yeah. You're starting to see it a lot more, especially, in, like, with the hip-hop DJs out here. Uh, but I, I remember being out in New York two, three years ago, and there was this one DJ that uh, that was on before me, and he was killing it, but the whole time, he was DJing with one hand, because one hand was on the mic, and he was just, <laughs> you know, emceeing and doing his thing, and the other hand was just playing, pressing play, so, like, he kind of knew how to navigate and kind of keep energy to a party. It's, it's different out there. Uh, I don't know. I'm not really a fan of it, but then there's I also... I see that the, should the, be annoying. Uh, I've been to... I've been to those kind of parties where it's just like hip hop and they, they just have the MC and then they have the DJ playing the tracks. And then I've been to some bougie ass white parties in Manhattan where they're playing everything. They're playing the Beatles and Michael Jackson, like, you know, at a day party. And but people are loving they're singing Sweet Caroline, you know, <laughs> and it's just it's popping off. It's like a bottle service place, you know, so it's just like it just depends where you go. I kind of like those parties a little bit better. Just, you know kind of gets people like uncomfortable and singing along to things they never thought they would be singing along to in a nightclub. It's a little bit different. So I like that. Have you ever, have you ever gone and taken your style here to where it didn't match and then just took like a L like, fuck, nobody was vibing with you at all. All That must've been humbling as shit. All I've had, not all the time, but I've had that happen plenty of times and not just like how I play, but songs, the music? Like I remember uh, one of my first times in, in New York City. I, I don't know why the hell. Looking back, I don't even know why the hell I thought "Too Short, Blow the Whistle" would work out there because it did not, bro. <laughs> it flopped bad, and people are <laughs> people are looking at me. I, I got a few of the 
AOB, what the fuck you doing, man? <laughs> in, in did you uh, did you get booed? Uh, I've been booed before, but uh, the times I've been booed, it hasn't been because I'm actually doing something terrible. That's the thing. As a DJ, one of the best things you could do is like have self awareness, because it's one of the very few jobs where you get instant like uh, you get an instant job performance review. Like people oh, will yeah. tell you if you suck, and you know. I I know when I've had a bad night. I know when I haven't played, you know, where I, I, I a great set and it's the worst feeling. I hate that feeling. And there's times where I have that feeling and people will be like, "Yo, you killed it." And then I'm like, "Fuck, is this guy like being honest with me? Did he really think I killed it?" Well, or you'll be, just, you know. I think you always be your your worst critic. Yeah. You have you'll to be, be like, "Damn, I know I could do better than that." I fucking I dropped the I dropped the ball this week, but somebody's going to be like, "Oh man, that shit was dope." I know somebody who doesn't go out much. I take it personal, man. I take it really personal. I remember one time in San Francisco, I I had been wanting to play this one place forever and ever. And I finally got the chance. And I remember like, it was one of those nights where no no matter what I played, like people weren't feeling it. You want to create kind of like a vibe and energy and get people into it. And it was just like, just, I think what happens is like, if you keep, if you, if you start off or dropping like a, a, a mix, that's not fucking with them. Anything you, do, anything you do after that just going to be like, nah, he sucks, he sucks. And so they're just going to keep that in the back of your head and yeah. and then just blame you for that one mistake for the rest of the night. And, and, and it happens. It, it's a, such a mental thing sometimes. There's times where I've been in situations where to, at, at no fault of my own, like I show up and the equipment's not working. And, Fuck. you know, you're trying, you're scrambling, trying to get things going. I remember one time, like I did that. And finally, after 30 minutes, like, everything started work but by then mentally i was already like checked out and so what do you do when you were you trying to jump back in the game you start drinking start drinking start drinking <laughs> and then next thing you know you just buried yourself into a bigger hole because not only are you behind you know behind but now in the you're game, a sloppy behind then now you started drinking so now you're already in the back of your head. You already got this, oh, shit, I'm fucking up. And then you added alcohol to that mix. And then you, it just really takes a nosedive from there. So I've, I've seen it happen to myself. I've seen it happen to other people. Um, it sucks, man. And that's the other thing, too. It's like when, when I do the, the sunburn thing where I'm, like, on stage and I'm handling the DJs. It's like a lot of the times I book guys that, like, I, well, we book guys that um, I'm really cool with. And that's like part of the job where I have to be the one to tell them, hey, you, you suck right now. Like, you got to change this or I've had to pull people. So yeah, <laughs> I've I'm lucky I've never been pulled. Uh, in my is it career. is it worse to be drunk DJing or is it better? Do you, or do you are you playing like a different set when you're drunk? Yeah, absolutely, bro. It's liquid courage. All of a sudden, uh, man, I uh, especially for me, like I hate being on the mic. But I'll, but you get a, get a little bit of liquor on me, and all of a sudden I'm I'm on the mic, and I'm, I'm shouting out. <laughs> all of a sudden you're a DJ from you New York, Inta boys, and you know we're <laughs> wilding out and having a good time. It, it's sad and it, it sucks to say, but yeah, I think I, I DJ better. I don't have to be drunk, but as long as I have some liquor in me, I'm good to go. It's just this. Uh, all of a sudden you kind of let loose and you go to work, and then the adrenaline takes over, and then it, it's it's a whole different thing. I've tr- uh, I can I can DJ. Um, sober and I do it the, a lot of the times when it's like a Tuesday gig or whatever but I'm not trying to get drunk on a Tuesday night man I got things to do early the next morning so like <laughs> right. I'm, not, I'm not even drinking and 
it becomes one of the one of the uh, instead of like me it sucks to say but instead of me being like all right man i'm gonna have a good time let's 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 rock this i'm like all right let's get the fuck out of here let's let's get this thing done let's get it out of the way you know? is that how you think now or did you always think that way like 10 no, years ago no, when you were no, DJing, were you like, ago, fuck it up? I didn't it, have I'm... all the responsibilities I do now. <laughs> 10 years ago, man, I'm getting blasted on a Wednesday night just because I'm not even working. I'm just going out. And You're just going out to get fucked up yeah, and shit. Yeah, so it's a lot different now. But uh, um, it, it's, a, it's just as mental as it is anything else. And it sucks now, too, because obviously, you know, I have all the responsibilities during the, during the day, including the family. And uh, Monday through Friday, like, by the time it's like 11 o'clock, I'm ready to go to bed. And instead, I'm on my way to El Chingon, you know? So when I'm ready to go to bed is when everybody expects me to be able to turn it on. And Oh, yeah. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Uh, I'm, I'm a lot more conscious about the things I do. I, I, I'm not going to get drunk, you know, every night. So it's just, it's, uh, it's different now. It's a lot different now. People have, I've gotten a, kind of, a, a, a lot of, uh, people have talked shit to me. They tell me I've changed. Uh, I don't think I've changed in like a, in a bad way. I'm still the same guy. It's just I prefer not to be staying out till 4 a.m. or you know getting drunk on a Tuesday night. I mean, you gotta realize People, they have to realize you you're probably over it. Like you've been doing this for so yeah. long. Like and and I've been told uh, I have a friend uh, who works in the nightlife industry. And what I love about this guy is that he's like super honest with me. He tells me when I suck, and I appreciate that because he'll be like, "Hey man, you did good, but I know you weren't feeling it tonight." And I, and it's true. And but he'll be like, "Hey man, he's like you good?" Like he asked me like not so long ago. I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Man, he's like people been saying that you know you're kind of an asshole lately." And I had to explain him. I'm like, "Dude, it's not that I want to be an asshole, but it's just like, dude, sometimes like I'm over it. By the time I get to you guys to the nightlife part of it, um, in in my day, like I'm I've spent I've been dealing with people all day long, working all day long. I got the family to take care of. Like all I want to do is get some sleep." And I'm not in the mood to be over here, you know. I'm not even. I'm, I'm too tired to even put on an act and a happy face for everybody. That's just. You said you always sometimes. got the people that, at the very last minute, how many people blow you up before your your gig, before the going out? Hey man, can you get me in? Hey man, can you do this for all, me? Hey man, can you do that? And that not, has to be fucking it's, annoying. It's not so much that it's last minute. I can understand. You know, sometimes people forget, and that's fine. But it's a lot of like. Um, small talk like unnecessary small talk <laughs> like hey bro how are you especially how's, how's for the, the bigger family? events and i'm like come on bro like come on man like just get to what it. the fuck do you just want to say it. i had a, i had this conversation with a friend of mine i'm like i'm like man like i think i i get hit up all the time and it's people who want something from me and i don't mind helping people but it's just like just get to it don't try to don't try to small talk with me. Waste our time for like ten minutes. Just get to it, man. Just tell me what you need. I'll see what I could do for you. <laughs> That's funny. I have the, I remember this one thing when we were promoting back in the day for Below, which who anybody doesn't know is what is it now? Basement. Yeah, it's we basement were, now. Yeah, yeah. That's when we were fishing. Right? When we would go out and try to get people, uh, you and a few other the promoters, we went to TGI Fridays. And That's right. it was like one of the first times you started DJing and they put your picture on the back of the flyer that we were handing out. And you were like, hey, bro, I'm kind of a big deal, man. Look, <laughs> I have a picture on the flyer now. I'm kind of a big deal. <laughs> so would, now you fucking I, the whole flyer, bro. You, you, man, you've gone up in life. Those are simpler times, man. I wish I could go back to that, man. It's like a lot less, uh, a lot less responsibility, a lot more fun. We had some good times back then. It was different. Oh, yeah. I, I feel like 
I feel like the nightlife experience back then was it was a lot more fun than it is now. It's because it's well, when we were doing it, nobody else was doing that. The whole fishing and trying to get people in as hard as hard as what we were doing it. Now it's like everywhere. Like it's it's been repeated and I cut up, up and I can't keep up anymore. Like now it's like uh, there's brand new promoters all the time, and I don't know who the hell's who. <laughs> and now it's different because back then it's like uh, it was. The, the, I guess the promoters, it was a very small kind of like pool, right, in San Diego. And now yeah. with social media, they're everywhere. There's people that promote nightclubs that don't ever go to the nightclub. They never set foot <laughs> in the nightclub. They just do it they from They just home. promote it online? Yeah, they're just promoting online. They're influencers. Uh, and now it's like, it's crazy because there's times where people come up to, to me in the DJ booth and like, hey, what's up, man? Shaking my hand and, and trying to be all up in the video and whatnot. And I'm like, who the <laughs> fuck are you? And then they're like, oh, I'm so-and-so. I promote. I'm like, oh, so? What the <laughs> okay. hell are you doing in here, man? Well, it was different before promoters used to meet up, you know, every week. And the DJs would be there. So it was kind of like everybody knew each other. So now they, they know you, but you don't know them. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, they know who you are. They know your kid's name, but they don't know they don't know you. Which trips me out, too. Uh, uh, I'm, I, I purposely do my best to try to keep, like, my personal life as private as possible. Uh, those that know, know, and those that don't, even better, because you, especially, you know, being in a relationship and doing what I do, like, that's the worst, because people, people talk, people see what they want to see, and that's the last thing I ever want to do, is, like, be caught in a situation where things get misconstrued, and information that, you know, isn't even real is being passed around, so... I do my best to kind of stay out of those situations and keep my private life private, man, because social media is, man, I've seen some people get caught up. For Shout reading. out to your lady, man. She's handled it well. All these years you guys have been together and, you know, like you said, being a DJ comes with shit. There's always like some girl in the fucking booth who, you know, the the promoter put her there so she can, so he could probably fuck. That's what I'm guessing. That and, happens. You know, like pictures are taken and you're in them man. and shit that like that. That happens more than you know. And I get it. Some of the so, some of the guys they're out front with me about it. I'm like, all right, man, do your thing. You know, if it's gonna help you, go for it. I don't care. I'm not gonna be here cock blocking. I'm here to do a job anyway. So, <laughs> I'm here know. to lead your cock. <laughs> yeah, if if they're out front with me and they're cool with me about it, like I don't care, man. I, I don't I don't mind. You know, have some drinks at the bottle. I'm not gonna finish it myself. You know, but now it's like people are are feel more entitled than before. Back yeah. back then. If we were to have a bottle in the booth, that was a big deal, man. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> that was a huge deal. Like, man, like it must be my birthday. Now, it's more commonplace, and people think that you know they just take it for granted. And then now, that's like, like the whole people getting it in for free, man. They all expect it now. Yeah, and and then now the, these promoters, um. It's funny because some of them don't even promote anymore and they still show up like they're promoters and they're still trying <laughs> to like, you know, come and grab drinks at the booth. Um, there's there's like certain promoters where they're like hitting me up all the time. They're like, yo, where are you going to be? Where are you going to be? And I'll be like, and I won't even reply because I already know what happens. They show up with five of their boys who I've never met before and they just pull up and they just start grabbing drinks and stuff on the bottle. I'm like, oh, man, what, what are you And the doing? conversation with his boys is like this. Nah, 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 I got it. My boy's the DJ. He's, yeah, yeah. he's got he got the bottle on deck for us. We good. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, and then he still have like, you know, 
certain guys, I mean, I'm telling you, it's just like an entitlement thing where they just think they, they could just roll up just because they know me. And I, I'm telling you, I don't mind people showing up. I actually like when I have people in the booth because I feel like it's more energy in there. It's a party in there, and I feed off of that. Uh, but it's just like, man, just have a little common sense to have some manners. That's that's it. It's just, you know, be smart. Just people don't roll up with five of your boys. How do you think that's going to make me look, man? Do you think I'm going to want to invite you if you're showing up with, like, five, six of your boys and you guys are taking all the bottles? Like, come on, man. Yeah. yeah and people don't realize that one bottle for five people is not enough <laughs> at the nightclub. Not, not if you're trying to do the whole night. And then, and then that's the thing. It's like. Then, you know, there are people and important people that come by and say what's up and I can't even offer them a shot because you and your boys just finished it, you know? I hate that. It's like, but I, I don't yeah, mind like real. offering it, you know, all my boys, everybody, every, yourself included. I, I've, I've done, you know, I go out of my way to make sure I try to hook up people where whenever I can, you know, however I can. And sometimes I can, sometimes I can't. But it's like I hate when people just come in the booth assuming and, and then just like, you know, taking it for granted. That sucks. People man. have called us, me and the guys, assholes and shit because we don't offer drinks to people we know. Like, I know you, yes. Doesn't mean you can come and drink with me. You know, if yeah. I wanted you here, I would have invited you here. You weren't invited. Doesn't mean you know me. Doesn't mean you can come and get a free drink. Like, the bar is over there, bro. But then it goes back to the whole thing where it's like, but then I'm the asshole. I call you. Yeah, out right. On it, you know, <laughs> it's just. I, it, oh, it's, it's one like, drink, bro. You, all you're that fucking shit dick. That you, and it's like, I don't want to. Now I'm complaining about it, but it's just, which I hate complaining about it, but it's just like, it sucks, man. It's like, that's the last thing I want to have to worry about. I'm, I'm over here DJing. I'm trying to have some fun. I'm trying to make sure you guys have fun. And it's like, now I have to worry about who drank the whole bottle, you know? And now <laughs> I'm getting texts like, yo, I'm outside. I'm like, cool. How is it? <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, I'm outside. Hey, I'm outside. Hey, what do they expect you that's, to stop DJing and go man. get them? Yeah, let me let me stop the whole thing, you know. <laughs> let me stop DJing, so I can I can go get you outside, or you I know. I remember when I was promoting as a DJ, won't drop his name. Um, th- there needs to be <laughs> etiquette, man. Uh, there needs to be etiquette class, you know, on tipping, you know, being in the DJ booth, hitting up for guest lists, <laughs> uh, <laughs> what a request. Uh, man, if you come up to me, you wait patiently. I will acknowledge you and I will play your request if it's halfway decent. But like, and then you get the people putting phones in your faces. Because <laughs> oh. you want me to play Tusa? Because you and your girls are like, about to leave? I feel like women are feel more entitled to do that than the men. <laughs> You're like, look it's at my me, I got titties. Birthday. My titties are oh, out. My, cool, happy birthday to, to your friend. <laughs> Uh, it's it, my friend's bachelorette party. Hook it up. Play the song. My favorite is uh, we're about to leave. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> so you want me to play a request because like, you're about to leave? Why the hell would I Can do that? Can you play the song before we leave? Yeah, it's uh, yeah. There needs to be some etiquette classes, man. I, I I don't ever remember in all my years, like when I used to go out and stuff uh, just to party. I, I I never did anything like that. I don't remember any of the people I ever hung out with doing anything like that. Um. But then again, I don't. I don't. I, I tell people all the time. I forget what that's like, man. I forget what it's like to like, you know, get ready with your boys pregame, then drink on the way to the club, and you know, I, I forget what it's like to even like, you and your boy doing some laps around the club, and you know, like asking the girl to dance with you on the dance floor. Like, <laughs> Damn. I forgot what all that is like. Even when I go out now, if I'm not working, I go straight to the DJ booth because I know somebody there, and then that's I post up there. Yeah, I, I, I remember when uh, when we started promoting and like towards the end of the promoting, I was like already over it. Like going out wasn't the same anymore. 
So I yeah. took like a big break from going out because I was over it. I was tired of because it was more of a like work environment. It wasn't even like to go out and have fun anymore. Mm-hmm. Now I go out to have fun, and when people ask me, "Hey, you got a hookup?" Nope. <laughs> My boys are setting it up, and I'm just going with them. I don't know shit. I don't know anybody. I'm just gonna go have a good time. Cause I hate being asked, man. Like, oh man, you go out all the time. You must have a hookup. Nope, sure don't. <laughs> you gotta start posting <laughs> your receipts. <laughs> start posting receipts, and then people start bothering you, man. Show them that you know you're actually spending real money. And see, I yeah. appreciate guys like you and the boys. Like you guys always come through. Like um, wherever I'm DJing, you guys, you know, it's a birthday, or you guys are just trying to wild out for a night. You guys come, and you guys. I uh, I think you guys won't ever hit me up and be like, yo, let me get a free bottle. I've never had you guys hit me up. Nah. <laughs> if ever it's like, yo, you got a, you got a VIP host at that spot? And I'll be like, yeah. And then, you know, you guys do do your thing. But, you know, and it's uh, it's one of those things. So, like, when I have the chance to, to help you guys out in any way, I try to do my best thing possible. And that's how it's supposed to be, you know? Everybody's helping each other out. But it's just, man, everybody everybody wants everything for free nowadays. I think, and it's mainly, it's also these influencers on social media. I, I saw these, <laughs> I see these memes all the time. It's like, what are these girls drinking now? <laughs> that it's, uh, that they got to pay for shit at home. It's a lot of barefoot wine being drank. The best, the, my, one of the favorite, my favorite things to see at the club is when you get there and there's a table full of girls and they're drinking from the free bottle and then they kick them out of yeah. the table because they have to have somebody who's going to come and pay for that spot. The moment of them getting out of the, the section, like, looking around, like, fuck. <laughs> it's, like, one of those, like, uh, it makes me smile. <laughs> that that and uh, the amateurs that show up for bottle service at 9.30 at night. <laughs> they're done by 11? They're done by 11 at the at the latest, and then they're just sitting there milking the, the chasers the rest of the night, and it's just a sad, <laughs> sad sight. Like, everybody at the table already left. The bill's been paid for, and if the they're still there, left. that means the club was slow, and they're just sitting there like, damn, did I just drop three, four hundred, five hundred dollars on tonight? And yeah, you did. Should know better than for that. For no reason. <laughs> you should know better than that. But that's what I'm saying. People are going to realize, you know, how much uh, money they're spending, and some more than likely aren't ever going to do it again. I like to see when they have, like, 30 people for the two bottles they buy. Yeah. And it's like, we always make fun of them. Like, what is it? Like, you get one shot each and then pass it down. Like, one shot for the whole table. You take a shot and you and you bird feed your homie half of it. <laughs> <laughs> Just to impress some girls. I love it. That's the thing, too. It's like a lot of it is just like, um, it's to try to get girls. And then they'll pull girls for a drink. And then the girls are dip. And that's it. Yeah, girls are smarter than men, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah, that. But that's a vicious cycle. That'll always happen. Guys will always be buying girls uh, drinks for, for as long as the, you know, the <laughs> night nightlife scene exists. I said I remember. It probably doing used that. to happen back in the old Wild Wild West days and shit when they would buy them drinks and the girl would dip. <laughs> I know. Now it's re- now they they they're a little bit more polite. They'll sit at the section for a little bit. Do a little tiny dance and then oh I gotta go to the bathroom do and a never come tiny back. Dance, and shit. Uh, do their their social media, their mandatory <laughs> social media post of the bottles they didn't buy and then they dip. Yeah, I love it. I love to see that front when the girls um, like we've had friends who bring girls with them, and they're all snapping when the bottles come out. And I'm just staring at them like you didn't even pitch in. What are you celebrating? <laughs> yeah, I, I can I can I can 
I kind of became an expert on Instagram, uh, on people's stories. Uh, I can pinpoint who's faking the funk now. <laughs> like I knew no damn well you didn't pay for that. Yeah, it should be. There's it a lot of people be, who it should be required the, and mandatory for girls to post their sponsors. Yeah, how yeah. do you think uh, VIP holes and and then the bottle wages are doing right now? Shit, it's a good thing a lot of them became real estate agents. I hope all that money they made, they put it aside for some shit like this. You know what? It's um, I the majority of like the bottle service girls that I know are smart, and mm-hmm. they're smart enough to where they're hustlers. And I I don't know too many girls that just rely on the bottle service thing. Uh, they they're hustling one way or another. Um, like I said, some some are doing the real estate thing, some are doing the fitness thing. Uh, you know, there's girls that were doing lashes and makeup and hair and stuff like that. It's it's kind of mandatory, I think, not just in nightlife. I think it's kind of mandatory now for everybody to have a second hustle. Everybody has one. Uh, maybe it's because we live in California and that's just how it is. That we got to do it to survive out here. Because <laughs> so expensive. But uh, the majority of the people that I know, I'd say a good 80% have like more than one hustle. Yourself included. I mean, you got the podcast, you're doing the uh, the photography uh, you're, you're doing the, the, the creative threads. I mean, everybody's got some kind of second hustle, you know? I think it's important. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, I see it as in there's so many hours in a day. You mm-hmm. got to be able to do more than just your, if you're like in a typical work environment, like the eight hours of work. There's still so much time left. You got to fill those hours with something because you can't feel productive doing just the eight hours. And, and you know what else I think? It's important to have that, um, not necessarily for the money, but I always tell people, uh, you're not always going to have the job you love. You're, I don't, it's, a, it's ridiculous to think that everybody loves your job. A lot of people just do their job because that's how they're going to pay the bills, right? But it is important to have something else in your life, whether it is a job, a second job, or just a hobby. A hobby. But you got to have something to kind of just like, for fulfillment you know you got to be able to get by through your day you could have a shitty day but you could go turn you know you could go home and you could work on your second hustle or your or your hobby or whatever you got to be able to have some kind of happiness because otherwise that shit will drive you crazy that shit will eat them up inside for sure yeah i tell people uh you know what i do for for work is what i pay my bills with yeah but what i like to do is my other shit my photography you know Mm -hmm drawing or if it's, if the, now I do the podcast you know the shit that I really like to do so when I come home from work I look forward to I have something to look forward to doing you, you know, have like, to you have to man uh, especially you know like in your situation with where you know you're living with your girl like you gotta have something like that cause I know from experience you come home where you don't have anything else going on you're just gonna drive each other crazy facts and then you start fighting over the, the relationship takes a things, huge man, shit. Over the small things. You got to have some kind of outlet. I always tell people, just find something, anything. Everybody's good at something. The key is figuring out what it is and doing something about it. You know? People always tell me, oh, you know, how do you do this? How do you do Dude, Just do it. I don't find any excuses. It's like, just, just do it. Everybody is capable of everything. It's just applying yourself. And some people don't do it ever. And that's the saddest thing ever. It's like when you know people like, you know, they have dreams and aspirations, but they're not willing to put in the work. No. And you can't, you can only tell them so much because if they don't do it on their own, they're just never going to do it. Exactly. It's like that old saying, you can take the horse to the to the pond, but you can't make it drink the water. Exactly, Some people just man. refuse to fucking drink the water and shit. 
Yeah, it, it's it's sad to see, and it, I think it's it's even more so now. I mean, we're we're talking about the differences, you know, in the the times that I that I that I've been in the industry. It's like I I feel like back when we were doing it together, uh, in the promoting, you saw more people like on their hustle and on their grind. Yeah. You know, and like back was, to we back to what we're talking about. I think that's why you know everything was appreciated more. And now it's like back then, getting in for free was a real privilege. It's like, oh, you got in for free? Fuck, you know somebody? Yeah. Oh, you got in half off? Oh shit, that's dope. Now people go to the club. I can get in for free. We're gonna get in for free regardless. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't even know what covers are any in nowadays. <laughs> if there are any covers, you know, uh, aside from like Vegas, obviously, but it's. Uh, it's and it's all watered down too. That's the other thing. So many nightclubs, so many fucking DJs. I know, <laughs> yeah. I know at least twenty photographers that are just nightlife photographers. You know, we already talked about how many promoters are. It's just everything is just so watered down. But only a few like actually stick around. Yeah, they they eventually filter themselves out. Yeah, that's what, you know like when the whole. Um, Party bus DJ thing was going around. We had brand new DJs every week. White boys, <laughs> white boys from SDSU getting gigs, and I had never heard of them before. And they were being placed in front of me, but that's because they were bringing you know a party bus full of like eighty people to the club at nine eight, at nine p.m. you know or at ten p.m. whatever the case. Uh, and now they're nowhere to be seen. They got phased out. Yeah, that's and it's a revolving door all the time. But I think people got smart and they smartened up and they and now it's like I think people know when they hear shitty DJ. And that shit's not acceptable. Yeah, facts. <laughs> people aren't going uh, yeah. to take that shit uh, anymore. Uh, like seeing you DJ all these years kind of put like a like an expectation bar for DJs every time I go somewhere and it's a different DJ. Like I'm, I'm used to a good DJ, so I need good DJ, um, you know, level. I and get, then I hear like a shitty DJ, and it just upsets my whole night because it's like, fuck, this DJ sucked. On the weekends, that's my favorite thing to like. When I get home from the clubs, uh, that's my favorite thing to do when I lay down. And I'm trying to go to bed. Is um, going through all the videos that people send me of the of them at different clubs. And, With the shitty and the DJs, DJs suck, <laughs> and they're tagging them. They ask people ask them for what's your Instagram and the, the DJs get all hyped and they think they're getting a new follower and nah man you nah. put on blast. <laughs> I remember one time we went to Flux and Eric t- you know took pictures and put a little collage on Instagram and he tagged the DJ. I was like, why would you tag this DJ? He sucked, bro. All we did was complain about him all night. Why would you tag him? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> and uh, the other thing too is when, when I go to weddings. And if the DJ's trash, everybody's looking at me like, are you going to do something, bro? Are you going to go here? <laughs> are you going to save us? <laughs> are you going to help us? And I'm just eating. What do they expect you to pull out your, your fucking laptop from the car, plug in? Meal. I'm not doing a damn thing. <laughs> well, this D, this, isn't it different? If you're DJing a wedding, it's not going to be the same hype, hypeness from a club or no, a it's, festival. It's, it's going to be more chill. It's harder. It's a lot. I tell people all the time, it's so much more harder. And that's why wedding DJs are so much more expensive than regular DJ. Uh, when I get out, uh, asked to do weddings, I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. But, you know, that's the other thing, too. Uh, getting asked to DJ weddings, I'm always down to do it. Um, but people don't, they think it's just simple. They're like, will you DJ wedding? I'm like, yeah. How much? I'm like, 
well, they can't just give you a number, but it was like, where is it? When is it? How long is it? What kind of music? Do you need equipment? You know, how big is the space, et cetera. It's just, it's just a lot more detailed. There's a lot more work that goes like into it. Like you, you have to sit down, have meetings with like the, the bride and the groom. You know, you go through the checklist, you know, okay, you know, what do we need? What do you need from me? Am I doing the ceremony too? You know, it, it, what are the names? I got to pronounce these names right. I got to get everybody's names, you know, et cetera. There's so much more. You can't just show up with a laptop and, you know, playing future <laughs> all fucking night. You know, fucking somebody's, uh, somebody's abuelitas over there trying to dance. Sonora <laughs> Dinamita and you're playing, you know. Megan Thee Stallion Megan Thee Stallion shit. Savage, yeah. And you can't do that. You think, and that's is it like DJs? Too, you gotta make it work so that everybody's having a good time. Do DJs, when they're done DJing nightclubs, is, it, is that their thing? Like, they go into, like, weddings and quinces and shit like that? Some do. Um, some do both. It, it seems like that's the natural progression, right? It feels like that's how, how it always goes. It's like that's the retirement um, for DJs and shit. Like, done with the nightclubs, they go and do the weddings. and That's like the big three, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, when the old SNBA players are done, they go to the big three. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot less work on their knees, on their bum knees. Uh, it seems that way. Uh, I never, I never really thought to myself like, you know what? When I'm done doing this nightclub shit, I'm gonna go do weddings. <laughs> I've never. Cause at what, like, at what point do you become the that old ass DJ who's DJing nightclubs? You know? <laughs> Cause I remember like when we were promoting, there was DJs who were older, and I was like, this has to be weird that some of these girls dancing are probably like the same age as their daughter. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's getting that way, man. It's get, even for me, like you know. Me being, uh, I'm 34, and then every every year it's this brand new batch of 21 year olds, you know, and like, damn man, I can't I can't even go out, like when I go out like for an industry night thing, and you know I get invited to a table or whatnot, I can't st- sit there for like more than a minute because I look around and everybody's so much younger than me, and even the conversations are stupid oh, as yeah. fuck. Like, and I'm like, oh man, I can't do this. This is not very like not super si- superficial and shit conversation. Like, yeah. oh my God, you're a DJ. Oh I'm my like, God. Uh, yeah. I'm like, let me go find another old person and, and be grumpy <laughs> with them. <laughs> go fucking find another old guy to cr- criticize the music and shit. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, you know, the Muppets, like the old two old white dudes in the balcony talking shit about everybody. Yeah. That's, that's my scenes right there. That's, that's yeah. how I am. Um, yeah, I've, I've never thought to myself, I'm like, yeah, man, I, I want to be the wedding DJ next. I always think um, some guys start that way, and then they get really good at it, and the money's great, and then that's just that's just their lane, and that's that's perfectly fine. Uh, then there are the guys who used to do you know the, the nightclub thing, and when they kind of like face down, they started getting you know a, I don't want to say a regular job, but you know they got like a, a nine to five something a little bit more stable. That's their way to kind of still stay in touch with that, you know? Yeah, for uh, sure. Like when I started doing photography, people would be like, hey, can you do a wedding? We'll pay. And I know weddings photographers make bank. Mm-hmm. Like they make bank. And I always turn it down. I don't like it. Like I don't want to turn something I really love into something I hate mm-hmm. because I have to do it. Like, I don't want to take these pictures. Those pictures are boring to me. I don't want to do that. And the money might be great and maybe I'll go into that someday, but... Right now, I want to enjoy photography and doing weddings and quinces will kill it for me. And I'll never want to touch a camera again. And that's kind of where I'm at with uh, the graphic design. I started graphic design. I didn't go to school for it at all. I, I taught myself off YouTube tutorials. My little brother taught me a little bit here and there. But I started it just to do things for myself, for my own DJing career. 
And little by little, people found out that I did graphic design because they would ask me, who does your stuff? And I'd be like, oh, I do it myself. And they had offered me a job. And then another one and another one I got referred. And then I started doing, taking on clients, you know, up and down the West Coast, nightlife clients. And it, it got to the point where, like, when you start dealing with some of these people, it, you're like, fuck, I hate this. Now it's a job. And that's <laughs> where I'm at. And I'm like, shit, this sucks, man. Like, I don't even want to deal with it. Because you, when you're doing, like, the graphic design stuff, you'll send a simple project in to, you know, get approved and you'll get feedback from 10 different people. They run out of fucking red ink from all the fucking corrections they want. And, and shit. none of them know what the fuck they're talking about. None <laughs> of it makes sense. And then when you're done going through all the revisions, nine times out of 10, you know what? You had it right. Go the back first to the time. original one. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> depends on your, if you're getting paid hourly, great. But a lot of people, myself included, I go, per project I, I get paid by a project you know it's a lot easier than having to log my time and show to people you know hey i spent this amount of my uh, time on it um so it sucks and then it's gotten to the point where it's just a job and it's taking away time from what i love so i kind of like took a, a step back from it over the past year and a half i love it i love to do stuff for myself where i get to be creative and i have that the, i give the green light and i say what goes but I don't know, man. I guess I've been spoiled working for myself for too long. <laughs> yeah, like, facts. Fuck this. You're not my boss. <laughs> Can't tell me what to do. Uh, and that's going to suck, man. What if I end up you know, having to go work at, at Costco after all this is done? <laughs> last, <laughs> last night I started drawing on the iPad. I have the iPad Pro. And I started doing some, you know, I drew cat's I name. Those, I drew, yeah, those, those were dope. I, saw my, I did my homie's little, his barber logo. And I swear I got like 15 people. Hey, yo, can you do this for me? Hey, could you do this for me? Hey, could you do this? No, man. This is something I like to do. Like, if I'm getting into this creative space, it's because I want to. Yeah. And I'm doing it at my own time. I'm not rushing. Imagine if somebody's paying me. They're going to be rushing me, expecting shit. Oh, I don't like this. Can you fix this? Oh, can you? I don't. I'm, try, I'm not trying to deal with any of that shit. <laughs> so I just politely decline everybody. That Yeah, it, it's it, that sucks, man. It's... uh. I mean, you got you're really talented too, man. I know you could do a lot of great stuff with it, but that's that's cool Appreciate of you it. to like be. That's that's good to have that self awareness that you know if you go down that road, how it's gonna turn out. Because me, me, for example, I'm like, oh shit, you're you're gonna pay me? <laughs> I'm like, all right, <laughs> let's go. I, it's I, cool I, to I get money, but then check, man, I'll do it. I also, it, I also don't even know how point. to charge for something like that. Like, oh, you want this drawn, like. I, I don't know how much to charge you. Like, I know how long it's going to take me, but how do I know how to charge you? I'd rather just say no. Like, it's cool. Or I'll do I it know. for free. Here you go, man. I hate that when I'm like, I don't know how much to charge me. Like, a uh, hundred? And they're like, cool. They're all excited to pay hundred. <laughs> then you're like, fuck. You know you understand <laughs> yourself. God damn, man. I hate that. Uh, you know who Gary Vee is, right? Yeah. I read one of his books, and he said that he the first time somebody asked him to go talk in front of a bunch of people... He told him, yeah, yeah, I'll do it for 5000 And the guy said, yes. He's, and the way he's like, man, he, he said yes way too quick. So yeah. then he sent an email back saying like, oh, I meant 5000 for half an hour. So if you want me for an hour, it's actually 10000 And the guy replied, yes, right away. And he's like, yeah. fuck, <laughs> <laughs> I'm underselling myself. <laughs> uh, one of the, um, I think it was my first one of my first, con I think it was the first contract I did uh, with the management team that I'm on uh, when I first signed up with them. We were kind of going back and forth, and then finally they, they gave me an offer, and I came back with a counter, 
and they took the counter right away and I'm like shit <laughs> I'm like oh man I'm pretty sure I could have held out for a better deal but whatever it's worked out uh, I've been with them six years six years coming up fourth of July six years now you know it's been a it's been a good run so far and it's still gonna we got a lot more work that we're gonna be doing the near future so i guess it didn't turn out badly but i'm like shit man that taught I mean, me a lesson got a, to now you got like, a dope ass relationship out of it so that's yeah. a good thing yeah it's 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 it, i started just as a dj with them and now like you know i do graphic design with them too i do the marketing stuff we have a whole other podcast and you know all the relationships i built through them you know have helped me like open up so many doors so you know that little uh, amount of money that i gave up i guess you know worked out in the end it's it's crazy how uh, going from somebody who wasn't looking out for your interest to somebody who is looking out for your interest, how your career grew. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, somebody when you first started DJing, they didn't care about it. They just wanted they were like, oh, shit, DJ for cheap. Cool. Bet. Throw them on. Yeah. You ended up being real good. But then, you know, your interests weren't even in their consideration where now these guys I've seen them for a while now. They take care of you. They set you up with these dope ass gigs to go to different countries, yeah. different states, different cities. Yeah, it's well, all, it's, the, it's, all the people it's one that are of those around things you. Where, uh, it's um, well, one, it's like you you gotta be. I always tell people I break it down three ways. One, it's just be a good person. Don't be an asshole. You know, be someone decent that people actually want to be your friends with. They don't just want something from you. They want to be around you. They want you. They, they want you as a, a friend. Um, and that's like number one rule. Number one, two is don't suck. Just, you don't have to be the best, but don't suck, you know? Have some value to what you're doing. You know, take some pride in your craft and actually, you know, work at it. And then number three, always be willing to outwork everybody. If you're the guy that says yes, like I'm down, I'm down, people are going to go to you more, you know, than, than you know, DJ, B, C, or D, you know? And if, yeah. you, if you don't suck... And if you're a good person, even more so, you know? So it's just three simple rules. And then the, the, the first one, uh, just being a good fucking person, um, I always tell people, because, like, when I started, like, in the nightlife scene, some of the people that are GMs now were barbacks. I remember one was a yep. bathroom attendant, and now he's a GM. And I was cool with him back then, and I treated him as nice as possible, not because I wanted anything from him, you know, what am I going to need from a bar bag? But because, you know, that's how you're supposed to be. You'd be a good person. And over the years, we just kept it cool. And then when he became a GM, he's like, okay, this guy's he's cool. He's a nice guy. He can do the job. And he's always willing to work. Boom. You know? Now that's very true. I, I still see. I remember the bouncers that were around when I was promoting. And now I see them. They're like head of security. And they remember me. And they're like, hey, yeah. what's up, bro? They... You know, they treat me nice because I was nice to them when they were just, you know, security guards. And it's just how you say you treat people right. They're going to treat you right back. You know, they, they people remember that shit, especially people who are starting off somewhere. They'll remember that when they when they get up because they'll remember all the assholes, too. Yeah. And even when they leave the nightlife scene, I still get hit up from guys who I met like 10 years ago. And now they're they need a DJ for their corporate event. No, like, yeah. oh, I used to know, you know, so-and-so from when I worked back in downtown and they'll hit me up and, you know, same for like, you know, anything else like graphic design job. I, I uh, my boy Kirch, um, you know, DJ Kirch, right? He he started doing the, the real estate thing. Nice. He hit me up. What was it last year to rework his uh, his logo for his company? You know, just 
because we kept it cool over the years, you know, he's our boys, he hooked me up and then he gave me a job, you know, doing his graphic design. So it's just like things like that. It's just like you never know what opportunities are going to come from it. It's just, it's I'm a firm believer in that. Like um, I'd rather hook up if I have to pay for something, I'd rather the money go to somebody I know mm-hmm. than somebody I don't know. Right. Like, oh, I know. I know DJ Kales. Let me just hit him up. Um, he can do the, the flyer for me instead of me hiring some random on, you know, off the Internet and shit. I'd yeah. rather help him out because I know him. Yeah, it, it's um, it, it's just it's uh, it's also you know what you're gonna get like you know from that person. Uh, I'm never gonna hit up anybody who I don't believe in or who I don't think is gonna be able to handle whatever ex- job I have. Um, that's another thing too, though. Finding people who are willing to work is hard, especially now <laughs> where I'm in a position where I can help book DJs. You have no idea how hard it is to like find guys like DJs specifically who are willing to work. I'll hit up a guy and be like, yo, like, you know, I have this open spot. It's only an opening set, pays X amount of money. And some I've gotten guys be like, guys who are not even known, who don't play <laughs> anywhere. They'd be like, nah, man, I, uh, I, I don't think that's enough money. I'm like, okay, cool. And then there's <laughs> they don't want the exposure. Be like, people be like, you know what? Nah, I think I, I deserve the headlining set. I'm like, bro, you don't even <laughs> open anywhere. You know, so it's like you get those kind of guys and it's getting tougher to find people that I can trust who are willing to do the, do the work. And it gets to the point where like a lot of times there's been times where I, I book myself to open. Like, yeah, like, all right, shit, you, you don't want to do it. I'll take the paycheck. Easy work for me. You mean yep. t- you mean to tell me I can get an easy paycheck and I can be out of uh, out of the club by 1030, 11 o'clock all, <laughs> all fucking day, bro. I prefer for those real. gigs. My old ass prefers those gigs midweek. Can DJs can DJs cheat? Because you know, I I know you have you set up mixes that you put out for other DJs to use, or like even like little transition mixes. But there's mixes, mixes, right? Like I could find yeah. a DJ Chaos mix. Yeah, and play uh, it. I put my drops on them throughout of them throughout the mix, just, just you know in case they're because I, I never charge for my mixes, so they're free. Um, so yeah, I put my drops in there in case people play them out places. I've I've heard my mixes at restaurants before. Oh uh, shit! And but it's like I put it in there, so if somebody's wondering who the hell it is, they know. But I've had that happen where somebody videoed me um, footage of a guy, an opening DJ in the Bay Area, playing my mix. <laughs> Which I whatever you know, I've ha- I've had gigs where I'm playing the whole night. And it's super early, and I'll play a mix, you know. But, but that's I, your mix. Yeah. So, but it's like, you know, at least be smart enough not to fucking use a mix with somebody else's name on it. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like. Is that like a compliment or is it angering to hear that somebody used your mix? It's like, okay, it's good enough. A little bit of both. But fuck, you're lazy as a shit. A little bit of both. Like, I used to put up, like, my own remixes and edits of songs and stuff, like, different creative things that I made. I would put them out all the time. Uh, but then and they were they got really popular and that's how I got my name out like on, on a like bigger uh, stage. Uh, but then it got to the point where like I would show up to the club and the opener was playing four or five of my edits in a row right before oh, me. Fuck. So then I'm like, dude, now, well now this guy sounds like me. And then one of my boys is like, he told me he's like, how many gigs have you booked from your remixes or your edits? I'm like, well, none really. He's all like. Okay, and how many book, uh, gigs have you booked from you know your your set being dope? I'm like, well, a lot. He's like, well, he's like, 
it's easy. He's like, keep all the dope shit to yourself, bro. He's like, don't put it out for free. Because then you're helping all these other dudes sound like you. Where, you know, if you just keep it to yourself, you're going to sound different than everybody else. And you'll have a style all your own. So ever since then, I never gave out anything for free again. So you charge for those little transition no, or I mixes? Don't, I don't even give them out. I give them you out just to keep like them? select few homies. Um, but only kind of like just to let people know that they're still out there. And and I'll, it's kind of like a... Like, I'll give, you know, a DJ from San Diego an edit, but he's the only one that'll get it. And then I'll give the but same this, one to somebody in Chicago. And then they, they'll post about it in their stories, and then I'll get DJs like, oh, shit, let me hook me up, hook me up. It just kind of becomes this, like, kind of, like, demand for it, even though I know damn well I'm never going to give these guys anything, you know? <laughs> but it, 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 it builds that demand for it and that, that want for it, so... Um, yeah, but I remember I, there was a transition you made, or I don't know if you made it. Maybe you made it, you used it, but somebody else made it. But I remember it from you. It was the Beetlejuice, um, five, six foot, seven uh, foot, for Lil eight Wayne. foot drop. Yeah, and then uh, you would mix in little Wayne to that. I that one live, and then like it just like I got lazy and I decided to just create it, pre pre mix it, and then I would play that edit. Uh, but yeah, that was one of the first ones I remember like putting out, and that going got a lot of play. Uh, it's creative shit like that, you know. That's the kind of thing that people stand. It'll stand out, and like you know, even you you remember it. Um, that's kind of like what my approach to DJing is. Everybody, I tell people all the time. Everybody, every DJ has access to all the same music. We can You're all right. play. We are pretty much everybody's playing the same sets every night. But it's how you play the music that's gonna separate you from somebody else. Me and you, the if, you were, if you were DJing, we could have the same thirty songs. But I'm gonna do it so in a completely different way than you are, and I'm, I'm my goal is to make it stand out, and then sprinkle in a few songs that people aren't expecting, and that's the kind of shit that sticks with them, and that's how it's gonna set me apart, and then they'll remember my name. I, f- I don't like when DJs. I never get to the club early ever. We get there like yeah. 11, 11 30. <laughs> but the times we get there, like that, and they're playing the like bangers that. like off the top, like damn, nah, save those for like. Midnight, one o'clock, you know, like when the the environment's like nice. Don't play those early. You bust your nuts super quick, cause then you play it again, and we remember that. Like you already played this shit, bro. Like what's going on? Yeah. Uh, again, it's like there's there's etiquette too for this DJing thing. You kind of gotta you gotta kind of know your role and your lane, you know, as as an opening DJ. It's kind of like you know you earn your keep, you know, you you pay your dues. It's similar to any anywhere else, you know, like at a barbershop, they have an apprentice, right? The guy that's, you know, sweeping up everything and he's learning from all the guys, though. And eventually, you know, he puts in his work and he's going to get a chance to get his own chair and do his own thing. But you got to start somewhere. Um, yeah. You don't show up and just start stepping on everybody's toes and, you know, talking all your <laughs> shit, you know. But then you have some openers. That, that's that's your job. The opening job is like the most important job there is because you got to set the tone for the whole party. You know, when you when people show up, there are people that show up at nine thirty at night. <laughs> they're the free, not uh, trying. They're bar. not trying to get all crazy. You, they're not trying to hear sicko mode right off the bat. They're getting there. They're getting their drink. They're vibing out. They're just chilling, talking. You know, a few girls start dancing, and you start building the night up. You're not trying to go in there banging it right out. It's <laughs> a perfect example. I tell people all the time. It's just like sex. You're not going in there, you know, raw dogging right away, bro. You just <laughs> chill, you know. Have a little drink, kiss. relax, you know, a little foreplay. You know, take your needed, time. You know? uh, maybe a little back rub, something to, to set the mood. You, you just gotta ease into it, you know. You gotta you gotta navigate the situation. Uh, and for people who do that, that for that? people who just go straight to the raw dog, need to go to a bar because that's what the bars are for. Like 
<laughs> there's not. Yeah. There's no. There's no etiquette. There's no hey. sequence. They just go in there. You're gonna get fucked up and take that little little thotty yeah. home and then handle that. <laughs> yeah, put on some shorts and go to the bar, man. Exactly. Like go to PB <laughs> and handle that shit. But you go to the club. You're gonna take the time to like get dressed nice. You know, get yeah. the cut. That's the outfit right. Dude, everybody that goes to these clubs, the majority of them worked all week long, and they've been looking forward to that night, whether it's Friday yeah. or Saturday. They've been looking forward. They're about to spend money they don't even have. <laughs> and just to hear the same bullshit they've been hearing all weekend long on the radio, it's like, Facts. you got to, you know, give them a, you know, a performance. You got to give them a show, but it's got to be done tastefully and in the right way. Don't just go, you know, ball balls out right from the get-go. And that reminds me of a... Uh, you watch UFC when um yeah. the style bender fought Romeo Romero. Yeah. And there was like a lot of running. He was complaining. He's like, people don't pay that. You gotta respect people's money. And like people pay yeah. you to come here and watch us fight, not run around, even though to me it wasn't running around, but yeah. To him, you know, he took it like it's the same shit. Like people you gotta respect people's been paying for shit. So you gotta give them like a good time and shit. Yeah. Get them a good set. When I'm when I'm in Vegas, uh, that's another thing. Vegas is it's like people have been spending months saving money. Oh, yeah, you know, waiting just for Vegas. They've been hyped for months, and so when I'm in Vegas, that's like you really got to turn it on. There's no excuses there, and I've gotten to the point to where like you know when I'm out out in Vegas, like I'll I'll see people like who showed up super early just to be able to get into the club and they're right in the front man I'll, I'll grab my bottle and i'll go over there and i'm pouring shots for them and i'm hanging out and stuff and like i'm trying to you know elevate their night or sometimes if i see somebody who's just kind of like chilling by the side not really dancing like i'll just you know pull up some glasses pour up a shot you know have it with them just to kind of you know get them to let loose a little bit because it is important man they, they, like i can tell you it's like this is why i tell you people aren't gonna feel that sorry for djs because we get paid, you know, in some instances, you know, we get flown out, you know, hotel paid for, travel paid for, liquors paid for, and we're still getting a paycheck on top of all that to to go party, essentially, for yeah. a couple of hours. And and we're making, you know, more money than some people do in a week, you know, and it's fucked up, but that's the reality of it. Um, so it's like the least you could do is like, you know, try to show these people a good times and take your job seriously enough to where you're putting in that work, that hard work uh, behind the scenes Monday through Friday. So, you know, you're, you're really um, putting on a show on the weekends. It's just, yeah, but some people don't do that. So you hit it on the nose with that Vegas shit. Vegas is expensive, man, because people are got to pay the travel to get there, the room. And then the nightclubs ain't cheap. Every time me and the boys talk about Vegas, it starts off like this. Oof, how many days we're going, bro? Because that's going to be, because I mean, it's going to be pricey. The, the hotel, right? Even if you're just sharing it with your boys, right? You're probably Still like a hundred fifty days. That's three hundred plus the fat of the fees. That's four hundred. You're already, you're already down a hundred bucks each. You sh- you, you got to get a flight. That's like a hundred fifty round trip on average from San Diego. At least you're yeah. already down two fifty. You get to the airport. Oh, let me get let me get a little 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 pregame drink. Then you're drinking on bucks. the flight too. By the time uh, you you get in the cab, the cabs ain't cheap. By the time you get to the hotel, you're already three to four hundred dollars down, and you Facts. haven't even started. <laughs> you know, then you're going to the pool party, buying bottles there. You know, you you got to eat. Then you're buying a bottle for the room. You're buying drinks, chasers. Not to mention, you probably bought a bunch of outfits and shoes yep. and you know, everything. You you had to go get lined up, all that, and then you still. <laughs> 
going to the nightclub, and then what happens after you, you know, not us, but some people go to the Rhino or Crazy Horse <laughs> or Sapphires or whatever, dropping all kinds of money there. And that's just day one. You still got yeah. a whole nother day of that. You, hella, you really didn't plan out your weekend properly, but that's how you did it, man. <laughs> yeah. If you were smart, you would have just gone for one night. Yeah, 24-hour. I did a 24-hour last year, and it was the best thing ever. Pool party, nightclub, home. Done. I, I What I want to do one day is, like, I want to leave San Diego, like, 7 o'clock at night, and what I'm going to wear that night, and have a 7 In what flight. you're wearing? What's that? Like, you're going to wear what you're going to use for that night, and then come home? Don't even get a smart. hotel. That's smart. Just kick it at the airport to your flight. <laughs> yeah. I, I did that for uh, San Francisco. I played in San Francisco a couple of months ago. I didn't even book a hotel room because I was like, you know, I'm going to land at like 8.30. By the time I get to the city, have some dinner with some friends, hit the club early, check out the opener, hang out. I'm done. Grab some food afterwards. Back to the back to the um, the airport. I'm home by 6 a.m. Do you still add the hotel fee in there? Like in your invoice? It depends. Uh, some places they provide it for you and other places don't. They'll just give you an all-in deal and then you're kind of you're on your own for the hotel. Uh, that's smart. Yeah. So you prefer that? You prefer them to give you like an all one? Mm -hmm. uh, here's your free. You, you handle your own shit? No. Well, I have, you know, I have, um, well, you know, Kevin, he hates when I, he, he hates the term manager or agent. <laughs> so I, I call him my handler, but he, he, uh, he does a <laughs> You're great job. You're calling him your sponsor. He handles all that for me, which is great because I'm, uh, I'm not good when it comes to that because I get hit up all the time. Oh, I want you to do all this. And then it comes time to ask for the money. Like, okay, like how much? Because then I'm, I'm not good at that. I don't want to make, you know, especially when it's homies, I don't want to make them feel like I'm overcharging them. But I also yeah. don't want to undersell myself. So it's always great to have somebody there who can, he'll be the bad guy all day. He loves that role. He'll, t he'll take that role all day. So I'll let <laughs> him be the bad guy. I'll be like, he charged you what? Oh, man. He's going to hear <laughs> from me next time I talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> It's good know, to have somebody who has your back like that, though. Yeah, but we're, we're on the same page. Uh, he does a great job with with all that, man. He he goes to bed for me, you know, all the time. Um, how many guys? How many DJs you guys have now? The roster? Oh, I want to say fourteen, man. It's fuck. Start, yeah, we have fourteen. Uh, we're in New York, Vegas, San Francisco, Chicago, and here in San Diego. Is that roster based out of San Diego? Yeah, they started it here in San Diego. Uh, it was like 10 DJs. I had never heard any of them in my life. And then uh, they approached me about it. And I remember I had, I had asked about being on the team before. And the response they gave me was like they, they weren't looking. Um, I forget. They, I forget what it was. They weren't looking for it to, to just hire DJs for events. They wanted people to be a part of their crew where, you know. And mm. I was like, eh, that's not for me. And I passed it up. And then Ozzy hit me up out of nowhere. He's like, hey, man, we would like to bring you in, talk to you about the team. And the second conversation we had was much more about like building something, you know, something, something bigger. And I had an opportunity to go with somebody else at that time, but I knew if I went with that agency, like I'd be bottom of the barrel, you know, probably yeah. I, I'm the 12th man on the bench, you know, in an NBA <laughs> game. I'm not seeing any time. I'm not, I'm not taking my warmups off. <laughs> I'm on that bench for good, man. Um, uh, so I was like, I can do that or I can, you know, go over here with the roster. And yeah, they're there at the time. They weren't popping at all. Like nobody really knew who they were, but it was a good group of people who wanted to work and build something. And to me, that's that's a lot more valuable. I'd rather do that all day 
is really build something, you know, it's something sustainable, something that's, and now, you know, six years later, I think we've done that to a point where we're like a nationally recognized group of DJs. Uh, we have relationships all across the U.S. and outside of the U.S. as well. Uh, we're that's some dope ass marketing right there that was done. Yeah, and every everybody on the team is super dope, man. Now we, it's just a team full of killers, and it's um it's an actual team. I know so many other like groups of DJs where everybody's kind of just shitting on each other and everybody's kind of hating on each other. <laughs> uh, we've done a good job of like building a team where everybody everybody's kind of in their own lane. Nobody's stepping on each other's lanes. We have DJs that do the similar things, but everybody's kind of doing their own thing, and we help each other out a lot. So, um, man, I couldn't be happy for it. It's That's dope. dope. So it is part of uh, Party Naked, right? Yeah. So uh, GDM, the, it's it's like one giant company. Party Naked does promotions. Um, Betwix is the media company. They do photo, video, and then the roster it does all entertainment. We it's not just DJs. We you know we we book the artists. Uh, we help with the productions for like Sunburn and stuff like that. Uh, and then they also have a whole other marketing team. They they have a restaurant division. They're opening up a pokey shop down in downtown San Diego. So it's just it's just a massive company now. That shit fucking blew up because I remember when I met Kevin. This was a long time ago, and I was still promoting, and I was looking for party buses, and they had two party buses, and I was just going through them. But they were like their little office was in a it was like a it was like a yard where they had party buses parked. Oh yeah. yeah. And so yeah, I that, met them that's up how they there. Started. They started with the party buses, and then eventually they just got out of that game. It just kind of became too much of a hassle for them, but uh, that's how they started. Yeah, so that's how I met them, and now I watch how they're like, they're pretty much it. You guys are it. Party Naked is the marketing team for anything nightlife related in downtown. Yeah. Shout out to them. They blew up. They, they made it happen. Yeah, and it's crazy because, you know, I can't even, like, speak on a lot of the shit that they have going on but it's like it's gonna get bigger and it's cool to be a, a part of something like that it's like going back to like you know when i was trying to decide you know going with them or going somewhere else i'd, I'd much rather build something you know than go somewhere else and just kind of like just be an afterthought um and but it's cool because like all all, all these people on the team it's just it's, it's uh it's not just business you know like these guys are my friends these people are my friends like a friendship yeah it's cool it's, it's, it's good because then you know um especially with like with the nightlife thing like it's good to have people that kind of understand that aspect because like i can come home and i can tell that all about it but she you know she's been out of the nightlife scene for a while she only understands yeah. so much of it uh, and i'm pretty sure she doesn't even care sometimes <laughs> <laughs> uh so it's it's good to have people on both sides of things that you know i can i can count on it's, it's always good yeah it's fucking dope dj chaos well yeah, damn man, man we've been talking for about an hour and a half now i really appreciate you doing this through skype this is the yeah, first time i do it um it, not in person i know I, I, well, we got to do this again in person though because you, you promised me micheladas man I know I got some dope ass Michelada mix with the with the candy rim and everything, man. See, today's today was good. It was very positive. We talked about a lot of good stuff, but I know once we get the Michelada's going, it's just gonna be a lot of shit talking going on. <laughs> and we're I didn't really even bring gonna, up that you really guys drafted a shitty quarterback. We're gonna tell some stories, man. <laughs> <laughs> man, for sure we got stories from the promoting days. Damn, oh, man. I gotta I gotta put like a disclosure every time I have those conversations with my girl. I right, babe, look, listen, this was before you like. This has nothing to do with this. Is all oh. 
When you know, we'll we'll tell all these stories, but we'll just bleep everything out. <laughs> yeah. Definitely no names, no names. Yeah, no names whatsoever. We don't want to incriminate anybody, ourselves included. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> now I appreciate you uh, hopping on this, and you know, definitely Always, once bro. the shit's over, definitely gonna see you out, and we'll do this and we'll do this in person. Uh, Joel was supposed to be here, but he couldn't make it, so. I'll get, you know, maybe we'll, next we'll definitely time. get it together. We'll get all the uh, all the guys together, and we'll, we'll definitely tell these stories, man. For sure, man. I appreciate you. Until uh, next time, bro. All right, brother. Hey, you know what? Hey. Even better idea. We got to do this in Vegas. Oh, that would be fucking dope. <laughs> <laughs> all right, brother. Take it easy. You too, man. Later, man.